we are talking about a major slowdown in the economy in the next couple of months. And specifically on the central bank, the interest rate increases that already hit the Wall Street and the valuation of the software companies or large organizations. But we're going to be seeing more and more the impact of that. Many Amazon sellers think business growth is the same as sales growth. But if you're smarter, you know e-commerce businesses are sold as a multiple of profits, not of sales. So if you want to build a sellable business, you need to grow profits. And to grow profits, you need to cut waste and increase profitable sales. Our new quick assessment helps you identify your biggest Amazon profit killer and what to do about it. Go to AmazonProfitQuiz.com. That's AmazonProfitQuiz.com to get your free instant diagnosis. Ladles and jelly spoons, welcome back to the 10K Collective Podcast for six, seven, and eight-figure Amazon private label sellers. We're back in Amazon land today firmly. We are talking about Amazon advertising in a time of recession with Heimarg from Eva. Hi is the CEO and co-founder of Eva, which is a truly sophisticated suite of tools that interact with each other. And they also run a PPC management agency. So they're in a really great position to have a lot of data to dig into how do we deal with this tricky question. Hi, welcome back to the show. Good to have you back. Thank you. Thank you, Michael, for having me. Pleasure. We're going to make you sing for yourself for now, I'm afraid. First of all, we're talking about Amazon advertising. That's tricky enough, but recession. Let's deal with that one first, the macroeconomics first. Do you think there's a recession coming? What sort of data have you seen things coming your way that you've seen that make you think that we have or haven't got a recession on its way in the USA particularly? I know that's where you're based. Exactly. Uh, what is very clear to everybody is that there is some major shocks in the last six months on the global economy. It's not only about US and obviously the war in Ukraine. We still have the supply chain issues in China specifically because primarily due to the lockdowns as well as the U.S. Central Bank increasing the rates, the interest rates. I think that even if we cannot call it yet recession, we are talking about a major slowdown in the economy in the next couple of months. And specifically on the central bank, the interest rate increases that already hit the Wall Street and the valuation of the software companies or large organizations. But we're going to be seeing more and more the impact of that in the next couple of months. So, yeah, a major slowdown is coming. And e-commerce is always growing, but it's the right time to look at the cost to look at how to optimize, to look at how to grow the business, and it will be more difficult than before. That's for sure. Yeah. And thank you for saying that. I guess it seems like an obvious thing, but people live in a sort of bubble within the podcast sphere around Amazon. And somehow there's something about internet marketers, partly because we've mostly grown up with internet marketing in the period when there weren't really serious recessions. I guess that the internet wasn't really a thing until the 90s. I didn't even have an email account until the late 90s. And that was pretty much the last time I think there was a really serious recession. There was a great recession, they call it in 2008, 9, 10. But I think that was, I believe, a balance sheet recession, which if my macroeconomics serves me, isn't really about a slowdown in, in demand or supply side challenges, but it was more to do with lending criteria. So something more under the control of central government. Whereas this one feels like it's one of the big waves, right? It's been due for a while in some ways, given that these things happen on a generational basis. So 
question then, how do we start to grow our business now then? What's the overall sort of macro strategy before we dive into ads and how they fit into that? Absolutely. I think that not only just because of this slowdown, but in general, our experience and me and my co-founder, Barry, we run our own Amazon business for almost seven, eight years. And uh, our experience is it's all about data. But I'm getting really a bit afraid of talking about like a data-driven approach because even like a boutique agencies with three people, when you look at their websites, it's all about data-driven, based, et cetera. So the words are kind of consumed a lot by, let's say, the sales pitches. And, and that's what I'm a little bit worried about. But I still want to go back and say that from my perspective, 90% of what the Amazon sellers should do, the private label sellers, is really to build a data-driven strategy together with their partners. Now, for me, the data means the big data, not just the small data, but the big data. Now, what's the difference? As an Amazon seller, a private label guy, maybe you make, let's say, seven, eight-figure seller, maybe getting hundreds of orders or thousands of orders, thousands of sales. And the data that you have, it's your own data. And maybe your agency works on that data, you work on that data and try to come up with some solutions. But then there is the big data. Because the big data is about your, like the similar products in your catalog, in your, in the category, multiple products in that category, the market trends, your competitors, their market share, their products, purchasing behavior of your competitors' products all together creates the big data. And I'm thinking that the only way moving forward is instead of just looking at your data is to look at the big data and to come up with a strategy where you grow because like the economy will not let like even the Amazon business to grow much faster. And we already see that in Q1, the Amazon growth like really slowed down, which means that the Amazon sellers need to gain market share. So the key thing is now how you can gain market share. And the solution that I see here is the big data and how to work on the big data. Wow. Lots to take on board there. The first thing to say, you'll write the word AI, uh, intelligence, artificial intelligence and data. They've both been debased. It's a bit like inflation. A, a pound only buys a, a very small packet of crisps. When I was small, 10 pence will buy a packet of crisps. So it's the same with the words data, isn't it? It's become overused. But just to clarify for everyone listening, you've got, what, 20 plus years as an artificial intelligence expert. You actually studied it originally at university and you've built software companies for big companies. So I guess that that puts in perspective when you say data, you really mean it from a serious perspective, not just a little agency with three people. So that's the first thing to say. You do know what you're talking about. And the second thing is, um, I guess it's pretty simple. It's if you've got access to lots and lots of different accounts, you can make generalized but accurate statements, which you can't based on your own account. God knows I know enough Amazon sellers who some of them have been in business for generations, not individually, obviously, but their parents and grandparents, great grandparents, and they still panic if they have a down month. And there's an emotional reaction to your own data. And we tend to overweight our own data and underweight the other stuff. 
Okay. And the other thing, market share as the only way to grow your business, which makes sense. If the market you're in is stagnant or even shrinking, the only way to grow your business is grow market share, which I guess means taking sales away from your competition. That sounds like a much more brutal fight than most of us have been used to over the growth years when we've mostly experienced. So what's the basic strategy to, to take market share then? What do we need to be doing? Everything starts with the big data, meaning that it's not only your data, but your competitor's data and the whole, whatever the data inputs coming to in the signals coming from the e-commerce space. Number one thing is, it's not about PPC anymore. If you are talking about gaining the market share. And that's why I think the time of PPC only agencies is over. I think moving forward, it's about an holistic, holistic approach to advertising, pricing and inventory decisions is required because these three main, let's say domains are like feeding each other and it's all integrated and you, the advertising decisions need to be based on inventory or the inventory decisions need to be based on the price. And the, the whole idea is like to gain market share, which means that you are very right. It's a brutal fight and it's about targeting your competitors, targeting them with the right price at the right time, which doesn't mean that like your prices change like monthly or weekly, but daily or hourly, if it's required to fight better with the competitors, because the consumers will also look at price more and more in an economic slowdown and targeting your competitors with the ads, not only just trying to like display ads, use the ads for impressions and all that stuff, but also to make sure that you are targeting your competitors and ensuring that you are not out of stock all the time. Because if you are out of stock, your competitors will sell similar products to your, to your customers, right? So it's a big data driven, not data driven, but big data driven competitors, like targeting competitors approach. And the approach is a holistic one by incorporating advertising, inventory, and pricing. So holistic targeting, it's a bit like, I'm going to, I'm going to go there. I'm going to talk about the war. <laughs> it's a bit like what we're seeing with the Russian army. They have pretty strong forces. Like they have the equivalent of big data, but the way they're deploying them seems to be from what I understand, I'm not a military analyst, obviously, but what I understand from the military analysts I've been following is that they're deploying their resources in a really weird way. The most obvious example being a 40 long tailback of tanks on one single road, where if they, if one single bomb had fallen on that road, it would have taken the ability of 40 miles worth of tanks out. So that's a kind of dumb deployment of forces. And I guess the Ukrainians have had quite small weapons, but they've been fighting back with very smart weapons or supplied by, um, you know, the equivalent of an agency. So I suppose it comes down to putting together things in a smart way and being very targeted. And it turns out even in the real, we often use war as a metaphor in business, but in the real world wars, it turns out that's important. And it feels to me that as a useful metaphor for us as well. So right price, targeting with advertising, staying in talk, in stock. How do we actually achieve that then? I guess, obviously you work for an agency slash, or you're the founder of an agency and a software company. So obviously to a man with a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And you are obviously going to say that Eva is a great choice to do that. But if we try and step back one notch from that and trying to generalize the solutions, how do people figure out how to do this, right place, stay in stock, advertising, targeting, what's the sort of general solution set for that? 
Now, that's a great question. Yeah, EY is a tech company and we provide the consulting services to make sure that our technology is tailored specifically to a customer. And that includes then all the advertising and inventory solutions and pricing. But in general, I definitely say that EY is the right solution. But the first thing that I would recommend to the Amazon sellers today is to put that gaining market share as the first point in their agenda, like how to gain market share. And gaining market share means to have the best price. Now, to have the best price, I am thinking about two major things. Number one is how to maximize the profits with the price. And we think that with 700 roughly brands, we are using dynamic pricing today. And our experience is in a 30 to 60 days period, we are able to see that the dynamic pricing increases the profits by 20%. So I would definitely recommend to use dynamic pricing, which means that uh, the, as a brand owner, instead of giving a static price, you give like a range between a minimum price that is the affordable, like you are happy with that mean price and the max price. And the prices are like changing between that mid and max maximizing the profit. So that can be a very good idea. That's what I think it makes a lot of sense. Back to the mean price depends a lot on your cost. If I were any Amazon seller today, I would definitely look at my cost. It's a great time to see if the, if the investments are done in the right way, because the less costs you, you have, the, the less minimum price you have, like Obviously, with dynamic pricing, things never hit to the minimum price because the idea is to maximize the price so that the, to maximize the profit. But if the demand is not there, if competitors are really tough, then you should have the flexibility to reduce the prices as well. And that comes with a much better cost uh, allocation. And the cost means like reducing the operational costs in terms of reducing like management costs, like advertising, how can you reduce the cost of advertising? Not only just the ACOS optimization, but also I'm seeing like a lot of brands are paying thousands of dollars to the agencies and this needs to be optimized as well. It's a great time to look at how to optimize the cost of managing your advertising so that you have the best price. Nice. Yeah. So I guess what you're saying is I've had this discussion the other day with my friend, Jason Miles, a from the e-commerce leader, and he's got a whole book called, uh, I think it's just called e-commerce pricing or power pricing power. That's it. Pricing power. And that's really good. It's more across the board than just Amazon. But the same thing applies, which is if you want to have low costs, you've got to make sure that you're going to have profits. Obviously you've got to engineer and sweat over making your operating profits and costs, sorry, and your direct costs commensurate with that. And I think that one of the interesting things I'd like to ask you is what you think about that maximizing profits of dynamic pricing, by the way, super powerful. It feels to me like we're applying the sort of technology that the stock market has been using since what, I think the 1980s. So allowing computers to do the day-to-day -day pricing side dynamically against other computers. And again, to the point of a war metaphor, if you're using laser-guided missiles and the other guys just shooting something which you have to right, point in the right direction, it's going to be a bit of an unfair fight, isn't it? And so I think there is a sort of escalation in the market where if other people are using dynamic pricing and you're not, you really lose out. So important point there. But 
what are we what do you think about this so maximizing profits fantastic that makes sense to me however if you're trying to gain market share often you have to use what my friend jason would call penetration pricing which is to price aggressively low in order to take market share and that's obviously going to hit or reduce profits to zero or even be a cost what's your view on how aggressively people should use that kind of pricing in, in this kind of there are different schools of thought there and a lot of agencies and some of the brand owners think that it's all about advertising and uh, if you have the right advertising, if you are always visible to the customer in a way, then you can get the product sold. Now, uh, or maybe some of them might say you need to have that penetration pricing. And if you have the best price, then you can sell your product. Now, my thinking is, again, it's coming back to the holistic solution. It's about inventory availability. It's about having the right advertising at the right cost and targeting your competitors. And it's about having the right price at the right time. I think if you combine this all together, we are talking about an agile way of dealing on Amazon. If your product is agile, meaning that your product prices, is changing. If it needs to change immediately, if you have a competitor, you're able to target that again right away, like almost automatically. That will give you the agility that is required to gain the market share. It's not about having the lowest price, but it's about having the right price at the right time to make the sale. One day it's the lowest price and one day it will be the highest price because the system needs to be dynamic. And that's the beauty of it, to maximize the profits. Yeah, makes sense. And the word dynamic keeps coming up and I guess one of the things that strikes me about the current situation is not so much just recession or growth or high costs, low costs, whatever, but the prices are quite volatile. For example, raw material prices have been so volatile that if that gets passed through the supply chain, that means we're not necessarily going to have to pay twice as much for raw materials as we did this time last year, but one batch might be three times more expensive. And then the next batch might be, you know, 10%, 20% more. And so that volatility implies to me, we need a dynamic response to it as well. That, that makes a lot of sense to me as well. Now, one little area that we ought to talk about if PPC includes off Amazon advertising, is that something you have any handle on? Do you do any off Amazon marketing for your clients? And if so, is it actually going to help save us and get us market share at a profit or is it not what it's cracked up? That's a great area. Like we are exploring it for months now. And uh, because I was always skeptical if the off Amazon marketing can drive really good results and how this can help uh, the sellers in this market conditions to gain more market share. Now, uh, one of the things is after many months of testing TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and Google advertising, I can tell you that it works. So it really works. Recently, we did some tests with TikTok. Um, it's my, my, let's say most favorable platform right now to bring traffic to Amazon, but it also depends on the products, like depending on the product you may use. TikTok or Facebook, or it all depends on the, the communities. But with TikTok, we were able to not only bring really good traffic to Amazon, but also very interesting, but it's not only just um, impressions that we deliver, but we are getting like, we are getting like more customers like converting from TikTok. Like 
It's not only about increasing the ranking of the product by diverting external traffic, but we were able to observe that it helps with the conversion rates on Amazon. So that's not what I was expecting, but it happens. So I think that off Amazon marketing is a necessity. And, and the other thing, like my advice to all the brand owners, there are some like automated tools, like to make that advertising done. But unfortunately you really need like someone who is a TikTok expert, a Facebook expert, Google expert to optimize the ads and the quality. And my recommendation is to use the video ads and make sure that the video ads are attractive enough, like the people can click, people click on them. So the better ad, the better video ad that you have, the better results that you're going to be seeing. Otherwise it's not here is the image of the product and maybe some copyright and try to get something out of TikTok. Like the TikTok ad needs to be optimized and the TikTok, like it has to be a really good video, like an impressive one. And then the results will be amazing on, on, on Amazon as well. So this is our test, like in the last couple of months. And I think that it's a great way to gain market share because uh, with the right ad, the rankings will increase and, and Amazon is also subsidizing, helping the cost to go down, especially if the sale is a result of an external traffic. So that's also coming into the equation. Wow. And that's interesting. I wasn't necessarily expecting you to say this either. I was thinking you were going to say, oh yeah, off Amazon ads to work. I've not got a great history of working very well. So let's just dig into some of those numbers then. Cause we were talking about PPC. We were going broader than I was expecting, but this is good. So let's talk about the economics. So if I'm running TikTok ads, first of all, you got to, you're talking about doing quite a high quality video ad by the sound of it. So what is the sort of cost of a video ad up front? What are the cost per click and what is the sort of financial return that we can get? I can tell you only from an EWA point of view, as I said, my first approach to that was whether we can deal with the TikTok or Facebook or Google just by using some automated tools. You create a, a campaign on Amazon and then publish it to the same keywords to TikTok, et cetera. It doesn't work like that. So what I did was like, I created a, a department uh, within EWA, like with specialist person, like dedicated to Facebook, two people on TikTok, another few to Google. So you need the experts on each domain. So that's the number one thing. So that's what we did. Number two, because we are able to automate the PPC internally, we didn't reflect any cost to our customers. So what we do today is like, we incorporate the off Amazon marketing with the special, special skilled guys. Like they only dedicated to the, to the domains that they create the, the ads. And we are able to incorporate that off Amazon marketing into our PPC management fees without adding a single penny on top of it. So that's what we did. And that's what needs to be done. What we think is, and that's why going back to the brands, spending thousands of dollars to agencies, just by even like dealing with a percentage based agreements based on ad spend or ad performance. I think it doesn't make sense. We go for fixed price 
and off Amazon marketing is included without adding a single penny. Now, in terms of videos, again, it's not really to create like the creating a best video can cost like a couple of thousand dollars. But by using like all the existing material already on Amazon, but adding the motion to that is even helpful. Adding the right copyright motion, we were able to like make it uh, almost an ignorable cost to to deliver a working copy of a video ad. So that's what I can tell you that. So it sounds like in, in summary, you hired channel experts and then you've just incorporated it into the cost for your clients, which is great for your clients. I guess it sounds not an easy thing for everyone else to replicate by the sound of it. As you say, the, the trouble with something like TikTok is it's got its own demographic. It's got its own style, which is really different from Amazon where people are there to shop. So if you've got nice pictures, your conversion rate's quite good already. If you use a, an advert and the listing it, that's a video, it still stands out. If you use a video ad to get to get ranked on the results pages, it still stands out to a degree depending on the space you're in. But on TikTok, it's a video platform, so the standards higher. Hey folks, thank you so much for listening to today's show. I think if you're taking one message from today, it's this. If you want to reduce your PPC spend relative to your profits or increase your return on investment from your PPC, so same kind of idea, if you think about it, two sides of the same coin, what I took from high today is really simple. It needs to be an integrated approach, which integrates your PPC costs with your pricing, which makes sense to me, because if your ACOS, Amazon cost of sales, is going to change if your price increases, right? So if you're selling something for $11 and you're spending a dollar on advertising it, that's a smaller ACOS than if you're selling something for $10, for example. So that's the first thing. Second thing, it's got to integrate with stock management or inventory replenishment, whichever words you use, which again, totally makes sense. There is little sense in driving a ton of traffic to your PPC and getting sales if you're then going to run out of stock. And that means your sales drop to absolute zero uh, for the period in which you're out of stock. And by the way, I've seen that all the time. I've done it myself. My clients do it. That is incredibly common. We all know this. So the opposite also makes sense, doesn't it? Which is you have to have a system, web operating that integrates Amazon ads, pricing, and stock management. This is why we've got a collaboration with Evie. You've probably noticed they're a sponsor of the show. And that's not by coincidence. It's not because we haven't got other people approaching us for sponsorship. We get quite a few requests, actually. But I wanted to make our mission clearly over the next 12 to 24 to 36 months for those sellers out there who are hurting with not enough profits, and that's most of us, frankly, to really have solutions at hand as well as finding the problems to present you with solutions. One such solution is an automated system like Eva. If you want to explore what they do, there are a couple of cool offers that we've got lined up for you. One is if you want to get a free PPC audit, plus an account audit, plus market share analysis, which is super detailed. Again, it's free. It's, it costs them hours of work because I've talked in detail with her about what they do. Then go to amazingfba.com forward slash PPC audit and you can book in a free audit. If nothing else, you're getting free advice there. So I would definitely get free advice from people who've got access to hundreds of accounts that they're managing, at least 75 uh, accounts at the last count that they're managing PPC for and hundreds of accounts that they've got pricing and stock management information about. So they have the data. I would want that information if I were in your shoes. Also, if you wanted to check out their repricing and stock management system, if you go to amazingfba.com forward slash Eva, you can check that out. And I've got a code I can give you as well. Let me just check what that code is. If you 
did want to try it out. First of all, you got a 15-day free trial, and you may well see an increase in your profits at that point because it is pretty quick to kick in. Depends on your situation. But if you wanted to actually try it out on a paid basis for a month, I can get you 50% off by using the code GET50 off. That's G-E-T-5-0. OFF. And if you use that code, you can get 50% off. Whether you use one of Eva's features or you try and do it manually, whichever way you do it, you need to find a way to integrate this stuff. And I think that is where the next level in tools and management is coming for sophisticated e-commerce operators. And I want you to be a sophisticated operator because otherwise you'll be a rather poor one in a hyper-competitive environment that we're all entering into now, which I guess all of us are used to. But with the additional strains on your profits of number one, increased costs, which we all know about. And number two, probably coming down the pike, a slowdown, maybe a recession. You really need to be upping your game. And if we can help you do that, I'd be delighted. Either which way, thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed today's show, you're going to find us at places where podcasts are found, Spotify, Apple, you name it, we're on it really. If you're on Spotify or Apple and you find the content good, if you could give us a rating out of five stars, that would also be very helpful to us indeed. Thanks so much and good hunting. I hope you solve your PPC problems. If you are struggling to get on top of it, go get yourself a PPC audit. That's my advice. And at least you can identify the problems and that's the prelude to a great solution. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.